Hello everyone, I'm Blaze Federfirst. And I'm ZV. And you're listening to The Controversy. Hello everyone, we are back again for another episode of The Controversy, the one podcast where we'll talk about the most controversial stuff, not care about your opinions, and force you to listen to ours. Um, yes, it is one of the most interesting podcasts, I think, on the platform right now. It is. It honestly is, Zach. Um, for those of you who um, have been long-term fans of the show, obviously we have not released an episode yeah. in a while i am yeah. sorry Wait, do we that. do we still do we still have fans that listen to us like is that still a thing now um uh, that's hard to say but i don't want to go like, and cry i don't want yeah, like, to go into yeah, my bed and cry thinking about how all that's been a waste so we're just gonna assume we have people that are still listening um if you do like just thank you just thank you i appreciate it we appreciate you like yeah appreciate you um of course, listening to yep. us uh, but we're yeah we're back again we're gonna try the uh you know get more episodes out maybe we go back to the once a week maybe two times a week if you're feeling lucky um you know we, we got school so there's that I yeah guess. you know um but of course before we start um i don't even know would it be a trigger warning or something you know our typical warning that we do um of course we talk about some pretty controversial stuff and if you aren't a fan of that um that's totally fine you were entitled to your own thoughts and opinions. We are just here to share you, uh, your, uh, not yours. We don't care about yours. We're here to share our viewpoints yeah, on yeah, the current yeah. situations that we are to discuss. And if you're disclaimer, just Russians though. I might bash a lot of Russian people. Yeah, we might play the Russian Soviet anthem. If that's offensive to you, I'm sorry. Um, uh, Great with, song though. Great yeah, song. With that, based off of the title and us saying that, that kind of reveals what today's topic is, and that's the Russia-Ukrainian war, if that's how you want to call it. Part two. Yep. Part two. Yep. The second Russia-Ukrainian war, right? The full invasion, I would say. I don't. I don't count the Crimean annexation <laughs> as part of it. I count like the 1917 and 1921 invasion of Ukraine, like the first invasion of Ukraine. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care about that phony war 2014. Like, <laughs> we don't talk about yeah, that one. That, that one doesn't count. Yeah, that's, that's like that's like a sequel. And this is the second trilogy. Alright, so um, basically, uh, I'm not going to go into detail about it, but for those of you who live under a rock and once in a blue moon actually well, emerge from that rock and you happen <laughs> to stumble upon our podcast, you very lucky I wanna person. It. I want to explain it. Yeah, I want to explain it. Yep, Zach, go for it. Basically, right, you have the Russians. They're like, oh, look at this country like next to us. Oh, Ukraine. Hello, Ukraine. Do you remember us? We were allies and friends. Soviet Union. Don't you remember that like 20 years ago? Well, you see, we want to annex your whole country now, and we want the Soviet Union back. Hello, I'm your friend Putin. Don't you want to be friends with me again? And basically, Putin was like, Ukraine, join us. Ukraine says no. Russia's like, we have tanks and weapons. Ukraine says no. And Putin's like, oh, launch invasion of Ukraine. So yeah, basically, that's what's going on. Like, oh, what's that now? You, you, you don't want to subjugate to me? Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be part of the Soviet Union 2.0? Like, you know, we're getting China involved now. 
That is an ex excellent explanation, Zach. And for those of you who were living under a rock and thought was thought that was a dumb explanation, well, that's on you for not being updated with the current news. Yeah, that's like tell a little kid about it. That's what you say to them. Like they were they were together, then they broke up, and then like you know they're getting back together again. <laughs> it's like oh, you see, there 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 was a guy and a girl that loved each other very much. However, the other one was kind of forceful about it, so they attacked the, the other person. It was kind of an abusive relationship, but they were together for a long time and were pretty successful. Then they got a divorce. And that explains the whole history of the Soviet Union in less than five minutes. <laughs> Oversimplified. <laughs> Oversimplified history. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and that explains how the Soviet Union collapsed in five minutes. Shout out to Oversimplified, great YouTube channel. Yeah, totally great not man. Being, I, I totally watched... not being sponsored yeah. by Oversimplified. Who's <laughs> been secretly writing this for us? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're being paid fifty cents an hour. He's like, and now I want to talk about my YouTube channel. How I got merch out right now. <laughs> uh, yep. So today's topic. Um, well, obviously. Russia, Russia versus Ukraine, but the subtopic, the refugee oh, crisis that is kind of happening right now, um, with Ukrainians fleeing to neighboring countries to escape from the yeah, Russians. My, my fellow Czech Republic is one of them. Poland, yep. another big one. Romania. Yep, all, all the big countries that are in a bunch of jerks. Um, yeah, they're NATO. They're like, <laughs> here, who take you in open arms? Yep. So we will, we will, we will, we will help the Russians kill you all. So I think I think we should start in the at the beginning of the refugee crisis, and that's kind of our course. Obviously, um, the Russians attacking Ukraine. Um, yeah. A lot of people, um, of course, they you know women and children, especially they wanted to flee the country. You know, families. Because they didn't want to get hurt, like, but they they move fast, like they're really taking anything with them. They're just up and going. Uh, most of them are heading towards the train stations and taking a train out of the country. Um, I think what are the current numbers right now? Uh, let's see. I thought it was really high, like over the millions. I think. Uh, according to the CNN, this is updated. Yeah, two point seven. Yeah, two point yeah, seven million 7. left. Okay, yeah, I was with about one point seven entering Poland. Yeah, as we speak. My CNN article's outdated. It said two point five million. That was yesterday. Yeah, this uh, the the CBS one said it was updated today. Okay, yeah, no one loves the CNN. Um. Yeah, this is mostly people from like, uh, of course, people from Eastern Ukraine moved into Western Ukraine, and then they're kind of just from there moving to the other bordering countries. Yeah. Well, we kind of figured they would probably move. Yeah. Um. Basically. Of course, all these countries that the refugees are going into, these are all the NATO countries, of course. Um, mm -hmm. At least that's mm -hmm. one thing well, that NATO can actually do without um, Russia getting all, without Putin getting all trigger happy with the nukes, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, the first one is really Poland. And as you mentioned, Zach, what did you say? 1.7 million? Yeah, 1.7 million entered Poland, about 300,000 entered Warsaw, the capital of Poland. Just today, like just like today. Yeah, but yeah, Poland, Poland's just opening, opening like a border to them. 
Yeah, Poland's the big one, but we got other nations such as. Which I'm surprised. I'm so surprised Poland's doing it because you know the Belarus crisis with the Belarus people coming over. I thought Poland's taking very big steps in allowing Ukrainians to come over. Definitely, and we got. I mean, the refugees are really going anywhere that they can, like Romania, Hungary, yeah. Moldova, Slovakia. But really, the big one, of course, is Poland, and that's because Poland, of course, is a NATO country, and they've already made it clear that they're willing to extend uh, public aid to the refugees, providing them with food, water, and shelter. So that's kind of why everyone's kind of going there. Yeah, and also, Sue, they also banned, they dropped requirements for Ukrainians coming into Poland, too. Um, it said the UN, the UAE, U, the UE was saying about how they're granting temporary residency to the Ukrainians coming over, and other countries are following Poland's steps and like lifting its requirements of like COVID nineteen certifications and like paperwork and all that stuff. So, so what? Are, so although many countries have been like open arms to like, hey, we're accepting refugees and we're gonna help you out because realize how messed up this whole thing is. Um. The whole refugee crisis, uh, this has been a recent thing, is that it's kind of showing the racial tension that is still in Europe. I'm looking at an yeah. article from Euronews. Uh, it talks about how at some at some of the borders, uh, it, this is uh, this is how they word it, black and brown people, um, they're being stopped. And in some cases, they're just completely turned away from entering the country. Um, so, of course, this is African uh African foreigners, and this is really mostly people going to Poland is what I'm reading. Um, yeah, most of them are coming from Africa to Poland and escape war and everything. But most of them probably live in Ukraine and they have to leave because of it. Yeah, so it kind of goes back to show the racial tension, and I mean, this goes back centuries before. I mean, not really centuries before, really the night, the twentieth century. When the Soviet Union was kind of falling, and you know, right when we had the Soviet Union fall, <laughs> or like the Ottoman yeah. Empire fall, right, or the German Empire, right, the, these major the Congo, em empires, yeah. yeah. When, when they fell, you know, these smaller these smaller states were created. However, when they were created, they were created with the minds of we want our people, not your people. And what I mean by that is, is that they wanted people with the same beliefs and ideologies or in terms of religion and they didn't want other people so with these empires you had several groups of people and when they broke apart these groups of people wanted to form their own independent nations and not want anything to do with the opposite group and well well because that's why they wanted to be independent anyways yeah. they wanted to be separate from everybody else because they felt like we're getting mistreated by it definitely you know like that Turkish people get initiated by the Ottomans, you know, Armenians get Armenian genocide. So, like, that was the whole idea of becoming independent from everybody else. Because you're like, I don't want to be abused or like racially segregated by, you know, my leaders who are another type of descent. Yeah. Um, I think. I mean, it's kind of hard to say really what is the reason behind this, uh, but really like the point that was maybe it has something to do with history, right? The nation kind of just wants people that, that they're kind of like them, you know, mm -hmm. and they don't want Africans. They want white people. Um, yeah, I'm seeing. Well, yeah, but 
I will say, Vox went into talked about this topic. I think a couple years ago, I watched it. I couldn't remember what they said was the reason behind it, but I guess there's some cities of Spain, like parts of Spain and Europe that are like in Africa. I mean, that were having this problem. So, like, if you want to like learn more about this, Vox has a great video. Just look up, I think, borders in Africa or something by Vox or Vox borders. They go into great detail about this. Another article I'm looking at, it's, it's, it's kind of providing insight that possibly the reason behind it is that they're trying to draw a clear distinction between refugees from Ukraine and refugees from possibly the Middle East or Africa. Because keep in mind, at the same time that this whole war is happening, there's still refugees coming from those places up. And, I mean, I could be wrong in this, but maybe... Places like Poland is seeing it as we're providing financial aid towards Ukrainians and not anyone else, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Although that doesn't mean an, Af an African can't live in Ukraine. They could be a citizen of Ukraine, but they're being turned away for the color of the skin, which is pretty messed up. But it just goes back to that racial tension that it, it, it's not new in Europe. It's always been there, you know? Yeah, but I feel like... My take on it is, I just watched the video right now, but they're like, there's a war in Ukraine. People need to, like, be safe. So that's why we're letting them in. I feel like it's not war in Africa. They're not letting them in because, like, well, let's go back to another country. Or, like, same in the Middle East. The Middle East had, like, the civil wars and everything. So I feel like wars are making people ex accept, you know, others coming in. Yeah. Because, again, Africa is not having a war or anything. So I feel like just having, like, a war happening shows other people, like, we need to help them, you know. So, yeah, I, th I think this is a good introductory because I mean, it's simple. It started with really the Russians invading Ukraine and people are trying to seek refuge because the cities are literally being bombed. Civilians are already oh, getting yeah. shot. So what's the most logical thing? It's to flee the country to protect your family and those that you love. And we're also seeing a little bit of racial discrimination here and there at the border. And although it's not a major thing, it is something that we are definitely seeing. However, it's not just the racial discrimination that's sad. It's the fact that, um, I don't know how long ago it was, but the president of Ukraine issued an order that uh, men from the ages of 18 to 60, they can't leave the country and that they actually have to stay behind and fight for the country, right? Defend it. Um... And it's sad because you see in these videos, the families are going to the uh, train stations and stuff, and dads are saying goodbye to their children and wives for what could be the last time, right? And as they leave, they go off and flee the country while the men have to stay behind and fight. Um, and not only that, but the Ukrainian president has gone as far as to start arming civilians, too. They issued out a statement on how to make Molotovs so that they could defend themselves. So, like, that's the problem with this war, too, is that Russia's going in. Now they're kind of, now they're for, I mean, I don't know if they were already doing it, but now they're definitely forced to kill civilians because now the civilians are armed. Um, yeah, which they say weren't going to do in the first place, but now it's kind of hard yeah, not to. Like Russia was already playing dirty to begin with, but now, now they definitely have to play dirty because now Ukraine's making them look bad because now they're killing civilians. But these mm -hmm. are armed civilians. But I, like, but I feel like Ukraine was playing it smart. They're like, they have to kill all civilians, you know? Yeah, definitely. It, it's definitely smart. It's it messed up. Bad, it's a smart move yeah. and to defend your country. 
And I mean, as we've yeah. seen, they're actually putting up a good fight. I mean, Ukrainian, <laughs> it's hard to say because Ukraine's estimating higher casualties and losses, and the Russia is like, we barely lost anything. We're still going, right? Well, that's propaganda. That's yeah, propaganda definitely. against that. Um, so obviously, until the war is over, we won't have an official count. So we got to take everything mm -hmm. that we have with a grain of salt. Yep. But this kind of reminds me during the Vietnam War when uh, the American soldiers are going to the Vietnamese villages, and there were farmers, but these farmers were actually armed, and they would open fire on the soldiers. So then they had to start clearing out the villages, right? Because yeah, they were yeah. arming these what were thought to be innocent civilians that were just humble farmers, but really they weren't. They were North Vietnamese no, yeah. people. And they don't even have to be soldiers. Again, it just has to be people who believe in the cause and are willing to die for their yeah. country that they pick up a gun and start fighting. Well, yeah, which they did, which they wanted to fight for the country. That's why they did it. Definitely. And so why this is also to what Ukrainians want. They don't want their country to get taken over by... The superior, like, you know, group of people, the Russians. Yeah, so, they, yeah, they issued 18 to 60 men stay behind, um, it's fight for the country. I don't even know if there's even military, if, like, if there's a military training, right? Like, is it just grab a gun and go? I think, I don't know, I, 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 I couldn't figure it out either, how that was going to work. Because, it, like... Because it's not much of a draft, really, right? No, no, it's like here. It's like, hey, I, you're part of the military now. Go fight for your country. It might, it might be, it might be just grab a gun and fight against them. Okay, so going back to the racial discrimination at the border, this is, of course, all off of a wiki page that we found. A wonderful wiki page, by the way. But, of course, take it with really? a grain of salt. I did not edit that wiki page. I did Definitely. not edit that wiki page. Yeah. Um, yeah, Zach totally did not make a wiki account and start editing the page and is going to get banned by a moderator within the 12, next 12 hours. Um, <laughs> but... The wiki page goes into further detail talking about how the people being turned away confirms that these are non-Ukrainians. There are people that were residing in Ukraine, but they're non-Ukrainians, and they're actually people yeah, from African I, yeah, and Indian descent that. that are fleeing Ukraine, not going to their home country. They're fleeing into Europe. I guess, I mean, it makes sense. It's closer. Um, and, but a lot of these, actually, the reason why they're non-Ukrainians is because they're actually foreign students, and... Based according in 2020, it was recorded that Ukraine had over 76,000 foreign students, which is actually a lot of foreign students, really. Um, and so it, it's these students that are fleeing up uh, the country, and they're being turned away at the borders. Some of them are being turned away. It's described that some are not being allowed on buses, or they're forced in the back of the line. Some claim that they're even being beaten up by the guards and soldiers at the border. Okay, now that's messed up right there. Yeah. Why would you beat them up? I guess it's messed up. And not only that, another okay. thing too is that we're also seeing unaccompanied minors on the border. It's just kids trying to cross the border and survive, but they're not accompanied by a guardian or an adult, right? Oh yeah, there's a lot. Any, any type of refugee, most of them fleeing are usually kids and again a lot of these of course are 
uh, students um, fleeing yeah. the country. Which will make sense. Which makes so sense, the yeah. good news is, is there's already uh, relocation uh, services in place for these minors to find their parents but of course in a time of war like this it the chance of that happening is very unlikely and it's sad but an interesting place that is allowing ukrainians coming is canada canada is allowing ukrainians to unify with their families over here in north america yeah and that's good because thought, a lot of ukrainians I, I do have family across the globe yeah. and uh, that yeah, is I where a portion was... of them are seeking refuges with friends and family that they know and they're trying to communicate yeah. with them online. But a lot of them don't have that or don't have the ability to do so. So they're forced to seek refuge across the border. Yeah, but I thought it was pretty interesting that Canada was doing it. But, you know, Canada, Canada, Canadians are nice people, you know, so. Yeah, there's about 1.3.5 million Ukrainian Canada Canadians living in Canada, which is the second largest after Russia. Um, another thing too is based on the European Union and their laws, a lot a lot of people have been forced to leave their pets at home or not be able to bring them across the border because based on the European Union, they need like a pet passport and like show that they have vaccinations, anti rabies, you know, all that, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now since then, the they have relaxed those uh, requirements. Uh, according to this wiki page, but regardless, though, a lot of people have still left their pets behind or abandoned them at a shelter so that they could seek refuge across the border. Yeah. It's just... And then... Keep in mind that while all this is happening, a lot of this has been censored too. Like when you watch the different news channels, a lot of it is being censored, which is the crazy part. But it does make yep. sense though. I mean, of course, in Russia, it's state-controlled media there. Like everything's controlled by the state. I watched a video on YouTube of like the last like independent news station they walked out because russia was blocking their signals and whatnot or something so a lot of it is being censored and hidden from the public um and even in countries where the media is not state controlled we're still seeing that like if you watch like fox news or just a news channel fox news is the only one off the top of my head uh, fox news like some channel that's news news station here in the united states if you watch that and then you go and watch like something in Europe, like BBC, for example, you'll see that there's a difference between what we say here and what they say over there. So the United States in itself is already doing its own form of uh, censorship from the public. Yeah. And that's in the fact that that's in the fact that it all has to do with propaganda. And we're going to go off topic here, but that's totally fine. Um, yeah, yeah. We've got nothing else but to the, what are the... Uh, it's it's subjective as to why Russia is really attacking Ukraine, but one of the big reasons for it is is that Russia is feeling threatened by the Europeans because um, Russia, the countries separating Russia and NATO, are neutral countries, and those neutral countries are leaning towards joining NATO, and if they join they NATO, have, then that means that we have the ability to put missiles and military equipment there. And that's threatening towards Russia, kind of like when we, uh, when we, what is it? We bettered our alliances with Australia against China, and China called us out for it. Yeah. But I mean, really, we uh, we 
of course, bettered our alliance with Australia mm -hmm. to defend against China. And China knew exactly yeah. what was going on. Um, it was no secret. So I think Russia's feeling that exact same way. I mean, of course, Belarus, Belarus is in Russia's hand. Belarus is corrupt. Um, really, if Russia said, hey, subjugate to us, I think Belarus would do it in an instant. Well, yeah, because they're, cause they're like pro-Russia. Yeah, definitely. They're, they they helped him get to Ukraine by the border between yeah. Ukraine and Belarus. They played a big role in all that. Um, yeah. And again, it's it's bringing Ukraine under subjugation. And if you... Well, well, they're not saying it on the news here, but they were saying it over in Europe that when we originally created NATO, we said that we would have these nations join, and this is how many more that we would allow to join NATO. I think it was like 14 or something. Like... We like we said this is how many nations were going to join NATO, so in that way it's not like NATO is going to become this big thing. And what happens? NATO becomes this big thing. Okay. We have all these countries part of NATO now. United. The point of NATO is against Russia. That's the whole point of NATO, is to defend against Russia and other Eastern countries. Okay, so let let's see, let's see, let's see who seems a part of NATO. Okay, let's see, let's see all the members. Yeah. USA, Canada, Greenland, Denmark, Iceland, Sweden. Yeah, mostly Europe is part of it. Russia and the NATO is partnership for peace. So they're part of partnership for peace program. So because of this, Russia is definitely feeling threatened by that, and that might be one of the reasons behind them invading ukraine and that's just one example of censorship is that we're not making any mention of that of how we've kind of gone overboard with nato but they are saying that over in europe um yeah well i i got to the point that russia was afraid that nato was going to overpower them one day yeah definitely and of course all these territories too it's all former soviet union like if you want to rebuild the soviet union you got to take back ukraine belarus I mean, and that's what, and that's what they're yeah. drilling over here. Is that if Putin gets Ukraine and he wants to get the Soviet Union back, he told NATO, "Hey, leave the former Soviet countries so I can evade them." Yeah, and if he's really feeling, if he's really feeling special, he'll take half of Poland. Um, well, this missile is launched by like fifteen, like fifteen miles from the border. Yeah. Um, so like, like looking back during the Soviet yeah. Union, Ukraine was like a big farmland region. Um, that's kind of where yeah. um, when the four-year plans were being issued out by like Stalin, and that's where we were seeing the. I don't, I don't remember what the terminology is, but it's where uh, they were doing the system where the farmers would grow crops, and the state would take those crops away from them and send it to the people, especially those in the cities. Um, and farmers didn't like that because, of course, it was communism um, or socialism. And so they started burning the crops or destroying them. And because of that, they took the crops away from the peasants and fed it to the workers. So we saw an increase in industrialization from Russia, but a lot of peasants did die from starvation. Um, so definitely Ukraine does have resources. As with any war, it's about resources. And Ukraine does have some resources that would be beneficial to Russia. Oh yeah, they said like estimating like three million like cubic feet of like natural gas over there. They make like Ukraine like what I think the largest, the largest exporter get natural gas if they took them over. Yeah. So that's why they want to take it over too because you know.
the same run the gas company wants more gas so they make more money off it definitely and again it, it still goes back to that whole thing with nato like that's kind of why russia was threatening countries like hey if you join nato we're gonna attack you especially like northern countries is really russia's watching its borders um oh yeah which you know which is completely understandable but at the same yeah, time yeah. you're going to war <laughs> like it's, it's world war three now because of you and you're threatening the yeah. nukes. So. And like and like what can he really do every other country he invades except me like the nordic countries he's going to get attacked by nato so like what is his really his motive here in doing this yeah definitely um but he's just he's surrounded by them like on a year and like on the besides ukraine yeah his intentions are unknown, but we could definitely go on and on about why Putin could possibly be attacking Ukraine. And NATO there's, countries, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of information there, and I think that'd be a good topic for an, for another episode, don't you think, Zach? I do think definitely, so. Yes. Definitely. Um, I want to leave us off though. All the NATO countries like unite, like all the leaders come together. Like NATO countries unite, like those epic TV show movie moments, you know, like Power Rangers, <laughs> that, like come together. <laughs> yeah. Come together right now. They start playing the Beatles song, like just like coming over. Paul McCarthy's in the background, like playing it. Epic cool explosions going over. <laughs> NATO versus Russia. The movie to the sequel. <laughs> the movie to the sequel. Uh, you thought the first one was it? Was it? Was was all it took? But no, we come back with Fox and Disney. <laughs> Producing the epic three-hour movie event of the year. Disney becomes a war profiteer. <laughs> you don't want to miss it. Starring Vladimir Putin as Vladimir Putin. So, I think that about wraps up this uh, episode, Zach. Uh, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Very fun yep. episode, though. Very yep. fun episode. Very, it's short, but really, refugee <laughs> crisis, it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh... Look just here, provided some insight on some of the things that's happening. Um, we went over why the refugee crisis is happening. We talked about racial discrimination in the border, um, f uh, foreign aid that's being provided, um, minors that are crossing the border, animals that are being stuck behind the border, um, the conscription to the military, and um, just went a little bit off topic with why Russia possibly could be attacking Ukraine and media censorship um but yeah which definitely is this uh russian ukraine war is, is a really big topic and i think uh, there's gonna be part one there's gonna be part two part three part four to all this so definitely yeah. expect a sequel to this podcast episode the sequel to the sequel to the sequel with a prequel in the <laughs> it's all worse we gotta go we gotta go from like the like the end to the beginning. Yeah, it's like we're just constantly documenting this war, and then we have the prequel where we just talk about like World War Two and the Soviet Union, <laughs> the Cold War. Yeah, that's what I do. We got we got up, upload the prequel, and then we get the sequel yeah, going. To right? We're totally not gonna watch a bunch of overly oversimplified to, to pull this off. <laughs> <laughs> Great guy though. Definitely, Great channel. Definitely Great channel. totally not sponsored. Um. So yeah, with that, I think that wraps up this episode um we appreciate you guys for listening especially those who yeah. came out from under your rocks um we are back at it again and we're going to try to become more active and dedicated to this podcast and it's like it took you forever it's like it took yeah. forever it's like, it's, 
took you long enough. I don't, took yeah, I don't even know how long it's been. I don't even want to check. But uh, all our old podcast episodes are still available to watch, and we're going to be posting new ones. You can find them on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, really anywhere that you get your podcast, you can find it on. Even YouTube. Even YouTube. I don't know about YouTube, but I'm hoping YouTube. <laughs> just put it on we Twitch, too. We can put it on YouTube. We can put it on YouTube. Yeah, just put it on YouTube. That actually might not be a bad idea. Let me watch a, lot of, a lot of people post their podcasts on YouTube, so that's not actually not a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't break with talking about you. <laughs> We're looking at you, David Dobrik. <laughs> yeah, look at you, you know. We're not, call, we're not calling, we're not like calling shots here, but you know. Yep. We're not calling out anybody, but you know. David Dobrik, we'll come for you one day. Yep. And with that. Just be watching, just be waiting, just be waiting. Come to your doorstep. Like, we'll no, find I'm... you. We'll take your Tesla we'll too. You. <laughs> we'll take, we'll take, we'll take your channels too. Uh, and social security number. <laughs> Credit card number. I think Natalie is assisting, you know? We're taking everybody. Well, with that said, I'm Blaze Shredder first. Not on TV. And you're listening to The Controversy. The Controversy is edited and produced by Blaze Rider First. A special thanks to our co-host ZV for doing The Controversy with me. And a special thanks to White Bat Audio for creating the music that you heard in today's podcast. As always, I'm Blaze Better First, and thank you for listening to the controversy. I'll see you guys next time.